Locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Every Thursday, we give away a beautiful basics package with Green Drop. Would you like a quality, beautiful, lush, weed-free lawn? It's easy. It's always beautiful outside with Green Drop. Visit greendrop.com, find the package that works for you, or listen on Thursdays when we give one of those bad boys away. Plus, Buzz Boss, keeping all the pests out of you. There's nothing worse. You got. Buzz Boss! Look at my lush lawn. It's so beautiful back here. But the skitters are driving me crazy. Some turd Ferguson rodent Awful. running around. It's no good at all. I hate you can't sit back here. Get well, out of here. It's my the, house. Get the buzz boss. Take care of that for you. Uh, it's Boomer and Pinter here. Hour number three of the program. Connor McGahee, the play-by-play voice of the Colorado Avalanche, is coming up uh, for the first time in many, many years. Colorado Avalanche find themselves in round number three. And oddly, you talk about it being a results driven business and we've been talking a lot about the flames and did they did they meet expectations is it a huge calamity all of that sort of thing for the Colorado Avalanche and Jared Bednar pretty good team 56 wins yet if you don't get out of two rounds of playoffs am I is my job in danger am I am I going to be let go after a 56 win season and they are they're in round three they're in the western conference final finally and you wonder, you, you, you now look at the path. It's Edmonton and then one of Carolina, Tampa, or the New York Rangers. I would dare say there's it's probably felt more daunting for teams heading into the Final Four than what it would be for the Avs this year. Yeah, although the Oilers look pretty dangerous at this juncture, right? I mean, they the I think what a lot of Flames fans are, are hoping for is not what's going to happen, which is... Avs slaughter the Oilers, like crush them. And then that's sort of the the weird, you know, I feel better when I watch they suffer. This is a rivalry. This is how we roll. Uh, but they're outscoring a lot of their issues. Like Mike Smith let some bad goals in in that series, got pulled. They were behind in, what, four games, three games. They, uh, they outscored a lot of the problems. I don't know if that necessarily goes away. Darcy Kemper was not awesome against St. Louis. I agree. And so while as much as it might feel good for Flames fans to see Colorado just steamroll, I don't know if that's the most likely outcome here. I don't even want it to happen. Let's have some let's have these two and I know it's hard for Flames fans today to hear it. If you've grown up in the city but, your whole life, I mean, you want to see the group get spanked. I know. Yeah. But McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr, let's yeah, let, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's have First one to seven wins. Is Let's that how have we do a this? dandy. Let's have a good <laughs> series here. But and the other part is too. I, I just think the Oilers are playing. It's not just that they outscored. They're, they're play. They played better than we thought they did. They were going to certainly, and maybe just not paying close enough attention. Smith was Smith. He, he made was. he made some saves, but he also let in some awful goals. The worst you, of the season. You got by. You got enough pucks by him to win. But there's the other end. The other end. Leon Dreisaitl, 17 and 5. McDavid, 12 in 5. Hyman, goals in all five games. Kane had five goals. In the two games in Edmonton alone. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl finished with 15 assists in a series. 
Oh, it must have been what, like a seven gamer? Nope, five. He's the best what? passer in the league. See, yeah, I never thought of him that way, but the more I watched that series and you said it, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Um, Forehand or backhand, you you watch him make an outlet pass, it's always in stride on the tape. Guys are never taking it off their skate. They're never no. reaching back to get it. And the vision that those two guys have in the offensive zone, yeah. I'm going to leave the puck and then I'm just going to disappear like dry saddles, until a, you a, find a, me. A miserable defensive player by the metrics, but also a top two or three offensive player in the league. And it, it would make sense that he can shoot it and pass it if he's one of those things, right? And going in, you were led to believe, here's Dreisaitl on one leg. Darnell Nurse has a core, core muscle injury, some sort of a mid to upper body injury. Didn't seem to slow him down. They were good. They were good. And I don't know if we're watching a team of Destiny, Destiny if it's like the Habs and Stars thing. But it wouldn't shock me if that's the case here, because I'm with you. I'm not sure about Darcy Kemper. I'm not sold on Smith either. But no, I just watched Smith but, win a five-game series. Yeah. But I don't know about, about Darcy Kemper. There's injury issues there. Plus, there were some stinky goals that he let in in the, round two. I, I don't know that the Oilers are going to have a tough time getting four goals on Darcy Kemper the way they've been playing. And I don't know that Colorado's going to have a tough time getting four goals on Mike Smith the way that they've been playing. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, this this is a lot of star power. This could be a ton of fun. I don't see it looking like Dallas-Calgary, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like this, for the Abs, that's a gutsy win, right? They had that all the talk. Can't get out of round two. Can't get out of round two. Can't get out of round two. And then they blow a 3 nothing lead in a game five at home where they could get out of round two. And you're like, oh my goodness, how did they do that? Empty net behind the blues, tie it in the last minute of regulation. Like, here we go again, right into all that, the ghosts of playoff pass for Colorado. But gutsy effort on the road in game six, they get through. Okay. We don't have to worry about that narrative anymore. Done. We love the Avs. How could you not? How don't you love the apps? They're fun. Am I right, guys? Hey, how about some Colorado? Right, we're down with. Okay, good. GVP, you like we're bands, all on board. Yeah, give me the apps. A lot of apps. Chris Drury good. fans. You know, Milan Hayduke. Love those guys. Love those guys forever. Scott Young. So great. I'm a Drury. Like Ray Bork. Miserable. Like Joe Sack. Joe Sackick. Huh? Yeah, like yeah. Uwe Krupp. Uwe Krupp. Sandus Oselinch. Adam Foot. Foot. By the way, have uh, you seen the trailer? Oh. Yes. Have you? Patty sent this to me on Friday. Yeah. ESPN is doing one of their 30 for 30 sports docs on the Wings Colorado rivalry, and it looks unbelievable. It's going to air in June here. I don't know if it's a mini series or it's one or they're going to spread it out or what. It's a 90 minute episode. And there's just one. Yeah. But they'll tie that in with, obviously, the first year of ESPN holding the rights in the NHL. They're doing postseason games, all that, hence the crappy start times. Uh, this thing is unreal. Just the, the the trailer. I'm like, give me more. I need this. Adrian Dater, longtime beat writer with the Avs. He was with the Denver Post. Uh, not anymore because uh, print media is wonky. But he wrote a book, I believe it's called Blood Feud. And he talks, he went in and kind of did the the written version of that. I'm mm -hmm. sure he'll be like, I did this years ago, guys. But this is, 
if you haven't seen the trailer, it's easy to find. And what's awesome is they talk to all of the participants today, and yeah. they still hate each other. Yeah, now, some of it's, I'm sure, it's, 40s and 50s right? now? it's probably ramped up for, for theater and drama, but still. But they, come on, was, there, a, was it, there anything hotter than that at the time? They hated each other. Hated each yeah. other. And not like, ooh, you're from Shelbyville, I'm from Springfield, like, boo, but like, the isotopes? no, we're going to knock your teeth out, and the rules are done here. We're here to get blood. Yeah. Claude Lemieux runs Chris Draper from behind into the boards, b- breaks his face. His, his face teeth is broken. On the teeth. Dashboard. Yeah, teeth, nose, eyes, it's eye sockets, orbital bones, cheekbones, uh. the whole thing. Breaks his face. And then it's goalie fights and it's fights and all of this. And it, it continued for years. And they happened to be two of the best teams in the NHL that were on a collision course every year in the second or third round. Yeah. And whoever came out of there, pretty decent chance he could win a cup. So good. Unreal. So we lay who doesn't love the Avs? Let's go, Avs. Hey, just out of the spirit, they're due. You know, a lot of people say Denver and Calgary are similar. That's right. We're kind of like mountains, higher altitude. Yeah, that's right. Clean cities. Professional football teams are named after horses. Totally. Like, we're talking Twin City. Yeah. That's us. (laughs) Mm hmm. Calgary boy in the blue line there. Yeah, yeah. How don't you love him? Isn't Rasmus Anderson from Denver? Can you help me out? Yeah, Rasmus Anderson. Yeah, He's see? from uh, Colorado Springs. There you go. Yeah, born and raised. Love it. Uh, later this week, we'll look to hook up with our boy uh, George Richards in uh, down in Miami. We are having, you know what they call it? I guess it's, is it navel gazing? Is that what they do when uh, you're kind of- They're looking at oranges? Kinda, That's... What, what, you're... They're looking to pick up some pieces in Florida. No President's kidding. Trophy winners- Unbelievable at home, incredible offense, and swept in round two. Decisively. Three goals in a series. Yeah, three goals. The power play. Over. What, scored one goal in the last? Over the series. I thought Reinhardt got one goal in the in game four to snap that skid. I'm trying to remember. They were over round one then. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was ugly. Either way, the offense just went away. It was gone. And now they paid... Big to get Claude Giroux. They traded to get Ben Sherratt. They looked looked unstoppable. That was like, there's a team built for the playoffs. Deep, physical. Oh, yeah. Ekblad's going to be healthy. They got two goalies. Uh, you want to guess what their power play percentage finished at for the postseason? Well, it's got to be like single digits. 3.2%. Yeah. Hey, you give those guys 100 power plays, they're going to score three. <laughs> Who's their power play coach? <laughs> well, and this is the thing. Like, Burnett did such a great job. He's uh, up for the Jack Adams. But, like, do you call Barry Trotz? Yeah, of course you do. Don't I you? Mean, you have every conversation. If they'll, give you, if they'll give you permission, you talk to him. I guess we're still in the asking permission mode, are we? He'd have time on his contract remaining. You'd have to call Lou. I don't think Lou would... Say no. Lou'd be happy for someone else to pay that money. Yeah. Because the more other teams paying him, the less Lou owes. Probably different conference. He'd be happy if he wanted to come out to the Western Conference and serve him just fine. Different division, at least in Florida. But man, the uh, the Panthers are having tough conversations there as well. And there's, there, I mean, there's not much that you're going to you know, blow it up. Like some people are texting it. I'm I'm fine with the rebuild. Let's blow it up. Rebuild. No. You won the division. You. 
I threw around. I don't. This doesn't feel in Cali like it's not a blow it up situation. Yeah, and if the postmortem is awkward here, what's it there? President's Trophy winners, the highest scoring team in the NHL since the history of the cap for a regular season. Three goals, four game sweep, curtains. It's not quite Tampa being shut uh, swept by Columbus as as the President's Trophy winner mm-hmm. in round one, but it's not far off that either. No first round pick this year. No first round pick next year. No first round pick the year after. They'll have one of those three. It's it's a conditional. The conditional one in 2024. So it's either one of the next, one of them they'll have. But two of the next three are gone. Ditto for second rounders. It's not, they do have a good prospect system. And like they had some young guys that were really good. Anton Lindell is going to come into his own here. I believe he was a rookie this year. Um, but Mason Marchman's a UFA. He probably gone after his breakout year that no one saw coming. I still wonder, what are you doing net? Like, is Spencer Knight, if he's the top goalie prospect, is he just going to rot for six years? He's got one more year in his entry level. Bobrovsky has four left at 10 per. Toe. So, I mean, what do you do at net? Ten. You, 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 you get someone to bl- play with Bobrovsky. That's what you do. Well, and you're hoping it's Spencer Knight because you need him to take Bobrovsky's job in the next few years. Ekblad was back, but was he 100? Didn't look 100. Not when he's getting walked by Kucherov repeatedly. The raise for Barkov kicks in. It's now 10. You're a year away from Huberto's extension. That's going to be at least 10. It's funny. You look at this team on paper, and you you like a lot of these guys. Yes. That's why we all picked them to. That's a team built for the playoffs. They, They didn't fluke their way to a President's Trophy. This is a good team. They had a bad four games. So Andrew Brunette, probably not going to get that job? No, I think he absolutely could. I, I just think when Trotz is out there, it muddies the waters a little bit. President's Trophy winner. Sorry, uh, we're going another direction. Oh, okay. That's harsh. harsh well, I, I mean, ask Trotz about that. He Washington Capitals, and he couldn't agree after they won the cup. And does coaching matter? I think we saw it. We had a front row seat for it here. Yeah, I'd say so. If it's one of those elite guys, it ma- it matters. And you look now with the New York Rangers a win away from an Eastern Conference final. What a difference it's meant for Gerard Gallant to go in there. We saw what he did in in, in Vegas and yeah. then got a rough ride out of there. Even Daryl Sutter was talking about it. Yeah, I, I think that's a goalie story too. I don't know that Gerard Gallant with average goaltending even makes the playoffs. Never mind this, but he's a good coach, no question. I just think the the one major trophy that's up for grabs there is Vesna for their goalie. Who was their last guy? Last head coach. Yeah, remember the college guy, right? Like you don't David yes. Quinn, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Quinn for yeah, David Quinn, something like that. But I I I, I think maybe you're not giving enough credit. To oh, I think, he's, I think he's a great it's a coach. 50, it's a fifty-two win team, right? But again, I would say, let's. When was the last time a goalie was that much better than his peer group? Hasek. That's what the goalie nerds will tell you. So they had a really good coach and the best goalie in the league. That's a nice combo. They they survive a rough round one with Shesterkin. We was pulled in back to back games. They come back from a three-one deficit, beat Pittsburgh and now need to win one on the road. That game tonight is a 6 o'clock start. CBC and Sportsnet West. 
And if they can win this one, they that that might be the the feels of the destiny mm-hmm. team. Down three one and down three two, if you could still be in the conference final. And they go from Lundquist to this guy. How many organizations are throwing their hands? How many picks have we? Uh, what? They got this guy. Speaking of picks, we got to do them tomorrow. How are any idea how our picks are going? I can I'll dig into my. Well, we all took Calgary, whether we truck. believed it or not. Oh, I believed it. I was a nervous Nelly. I know you were. It's just yeah, like that's my job. Yeah, I think it was pretty bad on my end too. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's one series to go. I had Tampa. And I had Colorado. I'm pretty sure I had, uh, yeah, I think we probably all had Colorado. No, there were some Blues picks in there. I had the Blues. I had the Blues and seven. You're an idiot. I guess. Well. <laughs> Where are my notes? Oh, for... It's so messy. Oh, screw it. I had uh, Oilers in five. No, you did not. I'm pretty sure I did. I had uh, Lightning in a sweep. Mm, uh... Was I the only guy on the Lightning? I'm pretty sure I had Florida. Can't even remember. I, I had Florida as well. Yeah, I had Florida. GVP had Florida. Pretty sure I had Carolina. Well, I'm still up for drafts. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even remember there. I think I had Carolina. As I well. think I had Carolina. I was on the Rangers in seven. So, oh, boy. Let's go you. Rangers. all on. right. Wow. Well, Jet fans rejoice here. Let's go. Garrett Vanderpump next door. <laughs> getting all Vanderpump rules. Get, getting all uh, getting all cocky. Big Papa. That's right. <laughs> How about Andrew Cop there? Have a have a have a have a run after the deadline. Get paid. Oh yeah, oh, he's, he's been great. A nice treat there, July thirteenth. Would you like to stay? What would I? Well, I'd love to stay. See, here's the thing. I'm kind of like I'm a big city guy, and I, I like a you know a nice historic franchise, original six. And New York's all right, I guess. I could be here. Yeah, or Winnipeg. Mm. See him going home. Go play with Detroit in the off season. He's from Ann Arbor, isn't he? Hey, Michigan boy. Michigan boy. They're an interesting team because I think they made some massive strides this year. They got money. Big time. And apparently, apparently. Barry Trotz talking to the uh, Red oh, Wings. Yes. The Wingos. Yeah. He'd have a lot of Stevie Y ties of Hockey Canada sure stuff. Would. Sure would. Well, and, I, and people say, why the Wings? Cider, monster year. Delicious. Are you a cider guy? Oh, yeah. Really? It's summertime, let's go. Yeah, summer for sure. I'll have yeah. a little bit of cider. But the big development there. Lucas Raymond has a really good year. I don't know that Najelkovic is necessarily the goalie of the long term because they've drafted some kids and things like that, but seems like a decent stopgap guy at a minimum. They've got cap space for days. Vrana got into 26 games this year. He missed a lot of time with, what, a knee issue? Yeah, they made that trade with Mantha with at Mantha. the deadline. Uh, 26 games, 19 points for Jacob Vrana this year. I, I've I Larkin's like, a good player. Bertuzzi had a great year. Yeah. You can envision them being a gritty nails high with some skill kind of a team. And the goaltending, as as you mentioned, they they took that uh Sebastian Kosa, who is Big the oil king. Six yeah. eight. He's uh six well, they say six six two hundo. But there's varying six, uh, six two hundo. Yeah. pull. Oh yeah. Like me, but uh, but like but yeah, but that guy's going to play, and as you said, the Moritz Sider. This this is like Chris Pronger two point oh. 
maybe not as praise. maybe not as dynamic offensively. Although having said that, rookie year, the dude in his rookie year had fifty points. I don't know that old Prongs had fifty in his rookie year. I'll go look. He had forty-one Coors Lights. I can tell you that. Did he? Oh yeah. Mm. But that division is like here's the thing about that division. Florida pissed off next year. All their best guys are still there. Tampa, don't see them getting bad anytime soon. Toronto, again, something to prove next year. Boston's got a really interesting offseason. There's a lot of those big-name guys that are career Bruins, that contracts are up. Does that matter? Does it not? Do they retire? Do they play? I don't know. Marshan's going to miss significant time. Might not be back till January. So I'm kind of not sure where Boston's at. But Montreal looked really good under St. Louis down the stretch relative to prior. They've got serious assets heading into the draft they host. You'd expect Ottawa to get better. Can Matt Murray stay healthy and be a good goalie at the same time? Detroit, you'd expect to be better. Buffalo really improved down the stretch. Like that night, that division's a nightmare. Come on, Stevie Y. Get back to business. Got a first, two seconds, a third, three fourths. You know what you do. No, you don't. What? What was I going to say? Torts? No. You offer sheet Jake Ottinger and say, Suck on this one, Jim oh, Nil. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Eight plus a year. We got our goalie for the future. How ballsy would that be? They got to be buddies. Old Jimmy Nell in Detroit forever. I know. Although Stevie Y kind of took me up. We're going to have to get you get you out of here. I'm going to retire in Vernon. <laughs> no, there's no offer sheets. I know you want them. Should be. I know you want them. Yeah, offer sheets and signing trades. We can only dream. That ain't the that ain't the Stevie Y way. No. No. He just lurks. He's a stone cold killer, though, is what he is. Well, Stevie Y, look out. Come on, Red Wings. So who did we have going there? Trots. All right, I can buy that. Forsberg? Phil? Cop? I can see Phil Forsberg in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's been some Swedes in Detroit. I can see that. I got some Swedes in Detroit. Yes, got some cast face. Colorado Avalanche off to round number three. They'll face the Edmonton Oilers. Home ice advantage for the Avs. Their play-by-play voice, Connor McGahey, going to join us when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Show rolls on a presentation of Sundry Golf Club. Sundrygolf.com, all the details you need. Stay and play packages starting at $189 per person based on double occupancy. Get out of the city. Enjoy a little bit of countryside golf out Let's at go. Sundry. Let's go. Pleased to be joined by our next guest. Like a play-by-play voice that's got a little zip. You know? That's right. That, is sports supposed to be fun? Yes. yes. Do we enjoy? Is that what it's all about? Yes. Do well, I get excited when the team scores? Yeah. Yes. Like, God forbid Let's we have go. some fun. And our next guest, we love it. The, the play-by-play voice of the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> is Connor McGahey. Connor, good morning, man. Yes. Oh, morning, boys. How are you? Well, we love we're it. We're the business of joy, aren't we? Oh, man. We're, we play your calls all the time i'd say like 82 to 90 times a year. Yeah. yeah there's yeah there's a lot of goals like after every game we do it that's how we go we hail oh boy we we hail kale and captain yeah. our captain and then when we gotta go home but we don't need to stay that whole we do it every uh every week the codger man can 
I love it. Well, God bless you guys. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. So, so I mean, it's kind of self-serving, I guess. But walk us through your uh, <laughs> your career and your history getting to the uh, to the show with the Avalanche. Well, I I'm lucky enough to be a Colorado native, born and raised in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is a, a ski town about 90 minutes west uh, of Denver, Colorado. Here, and uh, I went to the University of Denver. Um, Logan O'Connor, Paul Stastny, uh, Matt Carl, uh, you, you name it, uh, sort of that whole crew. And then I started actually just doing PA announcing for their sports while I was going to college there. Uh, anything from lacrosse to, to basketball, eventually hockey. And then um, they were sharing venues uh, for preseason with the Avalanche one day, and then they needed a backup PA announcer for the Avalanche, and so I went over there for a little bit, and then I got hired on full-time to do game ops, and then that morphed into to, uh, to broadcast where I did uh, Colorado Mammoth, uh, obviously, National Lacrosse League. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, uh, Major League Soccer, and then uh, went back to being the voice of University of Denver hockey. Um, and so, yeah, I've been so lucky to to stay local for the most part, even when – uh, I was the pre- and post-game host for the Vegas Golden Knights in their inaugural season. The, the studios are actually based here in Denver. AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain are here. So, um, yeah, it was just a year there. And then the uh, Altitude Sports invited me to come back and and uh, be the play-by-play for the Avalanche, which really was a dream come true. So very, very lucky to have uh, been around the state, uh, been around – the game and really been around this team for uh, for almost 20 years now in, in some capacity or or another. It's a crazy path because you'll run into young broadcasters who will say, so so what do I need to do? How do I get – there is no point A to point B, and everybody's no, story not. is different, and usually it is kind of circuitous, yeah. like you say. It had no business being there or here, but it got me to where I am now. <laughs> so handicap this edition of the Colorado Avalanche. The, the Avalanche, it's not like they just became a good team this year. They've been strong for years, and that – Second round kind of bugaboo has hung around them. They finally get over it. What's made this team and this edition different? Well, I just think learning from all those other experiences, right? I mean, you go back to uh, 17, 18, it took game 82, ironically, a win versus the St. Louis Blues to get them into the postseason. And this is a year removed from having the worst record uh, in modern NHL history with 48 points. Um, so you learn from a season like that, at least some of the big guys. And then you make it in the playoffs. I don't want to bring up the 19 playoffs. I'm sorry. That's but right. it, is part of the, it is part of the story. It is part of the story. Uh, they go on to the second round, and they take the Sharks to the seven games. That was the Gabe Landeskog offside, if you guys remember that one, where he's going off for a change. And uh, Colin Wilson brings the puck in the other way. The goal is disallowed anyhow. Uh, that was the the first of three consecutive second round exits. They they lost up in Edmonton in the bubble in seven games again in overtime to the Dallas Stars. Although that time they were without six starters, including both goaltenders. Michael Hutchinson uh, was in between the pipes for that. And then really the most disappointing one was last year in the second round versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think we've all heard and seen and listened to the post game comments of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, on numerous, numerous occasions because you saw and heard the raw disappointment of a team that felt like they were ready, but maybe they hadn't learned enough lessons. 
The reason I bring all that up is this year they are applying all the lessons that they've learned, especially in the postseason, to try and get over a hump. And, and they did that in a big way in Game 6 versus the St. Louis Blues. So uh, obviously job is, is far from over, but they, they have just sort of way markers on their way there. And I was talking to Josh Manson after the game uh, in St. Louis the other night, and he said, nope, this is just uh, – one more check mark on on the journey to the top, but uh, but everyone feels good, and whether they would admit it or not, I mean the fact is is that the second round uh, had been where the the train stopped. I mean they haven't been to the Western Conference Final since 2002, so that's why this group. Uh, obviously, we know the big names, and, and look, the the defensive core really has has carried them a long way. I mean this is defensive group that has the most goals and points in the National Hockey League in the regular season. That's been the theme again in the postseason. Um, and what I like to see in that game six is that nobody named McCarr, McKinnon, Landis, Gog, Ranton, and had points. Uh, it was everybody who was, who was down the list, down the lines. JT Comp with two goals, Darren Helm um, with his first playoff goal since 2016. So, that's something that showed up this year that maybe hadn't shown up in previous years where they were maybe too reliant on their top-end talent. Take us back to last offseason, because I remember it being a bit of a dilemma and rather contentious. Their captain, Gabe Landeskog, a UFA, Philip Grubauer yeah. as well. Um, that was a tricky spot. Boy, it sure looks like they made the right decision in hindsight. Uh, <laughs> how in the world did that happen to Grubauer? And what have you seen from Landeskog after what felt like it got quite personal in negotiations last summer? Sure. Uh, we'll start with Landeskog. I, I, I don't think it was personal. I, I get the, you know, the, 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 they were okay with the money. It was just the extra year. Does he go... I, I just I, team wants seven by seven. He wants that extra year. Uh, he wants that eighth year, and, and it literally got done before fourteen minutes before the uh, the ten p.m. Mountain deadline. Uh, before he became uh, a UFA, uh, so he could get that extra year. And I, I honestly think that that's okay from everybody involved. What he has done for this team, for this city, um, what he's doing now, what he will do in the future. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, I, there was never any bad blood. He said that on numerous occasions and, and him and, and his group and, and Joe Sack could get along quite well. So I, I think it was just seven years versus eight years and they, they got it done and they <clears throat> beg your pardon. They made it happen. Um, so, but, but he really statistically had his best year of his career this year. So kind of like uh, Miko Rantanen after signing that nine and a half, Million dollar per year deal a couple of years ago. The next year he shows up and he's he's almost a hundred point player. Same thing with Gabe Landeskog in the contest that he was able to play in. Obviously he had knee surgery the beginning of March, missed the rest of the regular season. But the second he came back to start the the playoffs against Nashville, it's like he had missed a beat. So it's just the type of guy that he is. Um, and, and you never like to see a letdown after a big contract side. That never happened with. Ranton uh, and McCarr or Landeskog, really the the first big three. The next two, obviously, are Nathan McKinnon, who's up after next year, and Devon Taves, same thing. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, in between the pipes with Philip Grubauer, um, maybe he looked at it like this was his, his last chance to, to get a big deal. 
And that was something that the Avalanche, especially term-wise, could not offer and Seattle could. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are able to have the flexibility to sign guys to six-year contracts, especially goaltenders, I don't think. So I think Philip Grubauer, with, again, no hard feelings, felt that he had to take the term and take the money, and that left the Avalanche in a position where they had to go look for a starting netminder, and uh, it cost a, a first-round pick in Connor Timmons uh, for Darcy Kemper, but it was, the, it was the best available, and I think a great choice, really. I mean, he's fit in flawlessly. He's done things this season that even Patrick Waugh never did in an Avalanche sweater, like two different instances of back-to-back shutouts. And, and, and so, really, the, the offseason looked like it could have been challenging. Uh, Don Skoy selected in the, the expansion draft, and that turned out to be okay for the Avalanche. Saw it again, the same thing with the term. Uh, he wasn't going to get four years out of the Avalanche, got four years uh, out of the St. Louis Blues. But they're able to bring Alex Newhook, Logan O'Connor into the lineup to fill forward spots. And, of course, you had the emergence of Valerie Nachushkin and Nazem Kadri, um, who are having career years. And that was really the key to the Avalanche forward group with, the, with some other key departures. Andre Burakovsky uh, in the same situation. All three of those guys this next year are all UFAs. So the Avalanche will have some choices to make, uh, I think, when it comes to those three forwards, especially because of the the, the looming contracts uh, out there for one Nathan McKinnon and Devon Taves in, in the next couple of years. Uh, we've gone too long without focusing on the Calgary kid. Tell us, uh, Kale McCarr, <laughs> what, what, what did you know before he showed up in what, game three against the Flames in 1819? And what do you uh, yep. get to tell your fellow broadcasters about when they say, hey, this McCarr kid? <laughs> well, I mean, he is, uh, I mean, he's one of the pride, uh, pride and joy of that town, isn't he? And uh, I don't have to tell anybody there. He's, he's a generational talent. He's, he is a special, special player. And we did a series of online documentaries called Avs Archives uh, before the 25th anniversary season last year. And I got to actually write and produce the, the, the episode on the current team. And obviously, Kale McCarr was a big part of that. And the interesting part of Kale was his decision to stay back in college right play the play the extra year or two because he's a 17 draft but he doesn't make his debut in the national hockey league until the spring of 2019 and i I think it just takes a you know a special type of player to be able to make your debut in the playoffs against the team that you grew up with really uh and you score in your first nhl game on your first nhl shot and it ends up being the game winning goal i mean that type stuff just just doesn't really happen. But we've seen that starting point to now with him, the ability to, to just, and I don't have to tell anybody else anything. I say, you know, if they ask about him, I just say, just watch. And it, your, your eyes will gravitate towards number eight and burgundy and blue. It's going to be easy. He'll be able to, to change uh, a shift, be able to change a period, be able to change a game. And it's not just the flashy goals that he scores. The overtime winner in Chicago uh, he had a what Eric Johnson. We had him mic'd up for the game in Philadelphia, where he went left to right, coast to coast, and it was full Bobby Orr. Um, but defensively, he is so underrated. Um, one of the smartest players out there, and he uses that to to his advantage at all ends of the ice. Which is why, to me, it's really a no-brainer that that he should win the Norris uh, this year. Was the finalist last year, so 
But I look, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir when it comes to Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, but Kale McCarr is is a special player and one of those that will be um, in a marquee for for a long time and will will own the defensive position uh, here in the National Hockey League for a long while. Last one for you for me, uh, as you might imagine, fans here in Calgary are still stunned. They uh, did not see yeah. what happened in round two coming, certainly not in five games. So as as you sit there, and I, I, whether it's the media, the people around, or, or yourself, how are you handicapping this series? Because the Oilers were, they were more formidable than we thought, more than just one player or two players. They were, they were deep, and they were solid throughout. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I watched every second of that series. Um, I think everybody did when you have tasty matchups like that. Uh, obviously the battle of Florida was a little bit underwhelming a four game sweep for Tampa, but even in the five games with, with Edmonton and Calgary, I mean, you just saw pure firepower uh, on both sides. Um, it was interesting to, to obviously see what Edmonton was able to do because Calgary and, uh, I, I just always viewed them as a as as a super tough defensive club. Um, we we the, our only trip to the Saddle Dome this year was a hard fought. It ended up being a two one win for us. But I just remember thinking during that that defensively the Flames were hard to play against. So what does that say about the Edmonton Oilers? That what they did to to be able to unlock that. And again, I'm not meaning to pour lemon juice in the paper cut, but I just. For Edmonton, they found a little bit of life. I think that the Avalanche have now, especially since they passed round two. Um, my only question will be um, goaltending. With both Dar- Darcy Kemper and-, and Mike Smith in the series, uh, did we not see their best in-, in the second round? Was it better in the first round? And how will they respond here in the conference final? So um, you're right, Edmonton Oilers, more, more weapons than we thought. And I think we get too sucked into talking points, and it's all McDavid and and Drysital. But I mean, Zach Hyman, for example, Evander Kane is a is a huge story. Um, I, I think so. Uh, the Avalanche coaching staff uh, they watch, I think, as much as we do, and and the planning has begun. And I'm interested to see how they they really try and slow down what Edmonton was able to do in, in really both the first two rounds. Well, Connor, have fun in round three, man. We're jealous, but we'll be listening. Mm-hmm. Keep having fun and ripping it up. Love it. <laughs> Appreciate you, boys. Thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, call any time. Always a joy to be on. Yeah, we'll be hailing Kale here. We're not cheering for the other guys. <laughs> We're all there we go. That's well done. Well done. Thanks, man. We'll chat soon. All right. See ya. Thanks. Connor McGahee, the play-by-play voice of the Avalanche on the Altitude Sports Radio Network. I've done. There's going to be some Burgundy Blue fans around here. Why not? Huh. I mean, he's not wrong. Calgary kid. Going I think, against the, uh, you know, why not? Get after it. It's weird because it was a late rise to stardom for, for Makar. Like, he didn't play Western League. He went to Brooks. It wasn't here. And then it's like, okay, there's this kid that, you know, it was really good in the AJ and got drafted high. Well, he's ripping up college. And he might come into this series. Hmm. Okay, it's a big jump. I mean, we'll see. Good luck, kid. Is he, is he a big kid? No, not overly. Oh, well. Probably a pretty I mean, good skater, but, you know. Played against grown men yet? Come on. He's okay, it turns yes. out. Yes. What you want to talk about? Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. 
Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Nine sixty nine sixty. Your boy Roman Trevenka got a huge goal at the Worlds yesterday. I did not. Whose boy is have to? I was going to say I don't know whose boy it is. But, uh, he was always a great winger. They just boy. brought him in to play center. Best player not playing in the National Hockey League. Mm. Does Still? Jumbo retire? Has to, right? I can't imagine Joe Thornton has anything left. I. I think you probably would have said the same thing a year ago, but I kind of agree with you. He was not the missing piece for the Florida puzzle. Nor Toronto's. Safe to say. Um, What about Pete DeBoer? Pete DeBoer honky? What about Pete DeBoer? He'll get a gig. He's getting paid to not coach. If I'm Pete DeBoer, I go find some sand to put my toes in. Yeah. Boys, what happened to Brady Kachuk? Kind of went MIA for the last two games. No, wasn't Brady? on the big screen. No, oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what did happen there? Well, you're not going to go to Edmonton. And he sit got in the that crowd. sponsorship from uh, the beer company, and That's then right. just compl- what a waste he of took dough. His money and talk about home. a flop. Well, he's hammered. You signed that deal, <laughs> and d- where, and you can't even show up for the next playoff games. Come on, great boomers back. Guess that means no soccer talk today. When I listen to the podcast later, were you guys all? Uh, was, was it a footy fest? Well, Canada made a, a bad thing there on Friday. With Brunt the, wanted to Brunt, talk yeah. soccer. We were happy to oblige. Oh, I see. Canada screwed up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Also, Calvary, four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draw in there. Saturday. Oh, uh, hell yeah, yeah. See ya. Yeah, yeah. Boomer, Top Gun 2 is epic. More than Limp Biscuit. He killed it at the box office. You see the numbers. I saw it was Tom Cruise's biggest uh, opening weekend. Now... I'm a little nervous about this because it has all the feels of completely over the top ridiculous, but it is Top Gun remake. You have to expect that. Am I not? Well, mm. sequel or uh, Top Gun? It's not yeah, a remake. Yeah, no, but sorry, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it what was happens. over the top to begin with, and then I watched the trailer. I'm like, well, this one's going to be more over the top. Plus, the wait has been forever. The hype's huge. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll I don't be know fine that it's going it. to be up for an Oscar, and I'm probably going to be blind and biased mm. if it's awful. I'll tell you, it's great. Sort of like, uh, who are we asking? That one guy that used to work with her. Hey, you like that uh, that Marvel movie? Love it. Yeah. Hey, which Marvel movie don't you like? Love them all. Love them okay. all. Okay, well, so, there you go. Yeah. It was so great. no bad movies. I loved it. Yeah, but was it any good? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Yarn Croak finally scored, so that's good. Yeah, your boy finally got you one. Yeah. I was thinking the, of it. After the bet was done. I know, 50 now. Four goals in a minute. That was wild, wasn't it? Jeez. Actually, yes. I, I ran into Let's Kelly Arncroft yesterday by chance. Totally ran. Is that right? I was dropping my kids and uh, better half. Oh, uh, what? At the airport. Yeah. SUV in front of us. I'm like, oh, that's the boy boy, Kelly. He's getting out of town. Time to go. See ya. Go Clean out the locker. See ya. Fellas. 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 Am I crazy for thinking Kachuk is not a guy I'd want to commit nine plus or seven, eight years to? Skating ability worries me. Those I mean, are, they're, look. It's a 40-goal, 100-point guy, but you're not wrong. I mean, the the good news is that he's not 29 when you're committing to him here. I think if you go, and the other thing with Kachuk that we haven't really talked about, boom. Yeah. Would he be open to big money shorter term? I think he would. Like yeah, we probably, assume yeah. with Johnny max term, of course, because look how old he is. That's you're you're maximizing dollars earned. If you're Kachuk's agent, you want to maximize dollars earned. 
I'd listen on a three, four, five year deal. You yeah, get back would, to market in your prime rather than yeah, twenty nine thirty. I would think there's probably more options in term on the on, the, on the Kachuk phone call yeah. than the Gaudreau. Big time. Uh, the same thing will happen with how the Oilers beat the Flames. McDavid will steal the first two to three games, then Avs will try to contain him, and then Hyman, Kane, and Leon will run the show. Hey. He knows. Uh, he knows. That guy knows. Or they could, you know, almost lose to L.A. They, they can go a lot of way with the Oilers. Hey, boys, does your boy boy Callie still have term? No, he's not. No, he's up. He's up for They like contract. him, but they're pretty tapped on – Cap space. Um, I thought he was a good fit. I'd like to see him on the wing. Why Still do you never... hate Callie? Well, why, why do you? I just said he's a great fit. I'd like to see him back. What more do I have to tell Look you? Look at his face-off numbers. His guy was good. Sorry. Aside for that one game where he went like 0 for 18. Um... Does he score as a center iceman, Dean? He did his... once. Mm. Has Pinder eaten the chicken nuggets? No. We're saving that. 60. 42. Big 6-0. This you is, know how the world... That, I'm going to 42, and I'll keep pushing. Hmm. Things changed as soon as Big Walt didn't throw his hat on the ice after Chucky's oh, hatty in game no, one. Oh, no, he's is right, that too. Is that whose fault it is? Whoa. Might have been. I can't How believe. much money do you have? And you, one hat, you can't get another one FedEx to your house in a week? Come on. i have to let him know. Jeez. Get him on the show. So there was a Kachuk responsible, just not... So we've had Brady and Keith... And Matthew, all responsible in some way, shape, or form. I don't form. blame the mom. I don't blame the sister. Everyone else, fingerprints are all over this thing. Sad. Sad tale. Uh, what would you set the over-under on Backland being back next season? <laughs> uh, 98%. I would say it's high. He's got a contract. <laughs> I, what? Is, is he a guy that they would... <laughs> Look at having to move no. potentially. Who do they have down the middle that can play number two center? Well, minutes? I'm just Nobody. I'm just out yell at me. I'm, I'm yelling at the texter. That's ridiculous. Two years left, 5.35. Fine. Your best forward in the playoffs against Edmonton? What are you talking about? Well, I just, yeah. Wow, they're so deep down the middle. You know who can't be denied is um, Adam Rajitschka. Should I aerate my lawn before or after the Oilers lose to the Avs? <sighs> I do it now. Yeah, quickly. Quickly now. Uh, who is, this is becoming in a lot. Who is the captain for the Flames? Is Tanev going to be the captain? I don't think that hurt them. I, that really, I don't think, was the issue in this series. No, and I also don't know that it's like, well, now that one season's done, do we ever need a captain? Like they could go another year without a cap. I don't think they have to. I don't think there's pressure to name one. Um, you may need a little bit of leverage in negotiation. You could dangle that. I don't think it matters that much. The series turned game two. We switched away from George Canyon for the anthem. He sang game one. We won game one. Horrible mismanagement. So Keith Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk. I blame Heather Lascano. Is it George she put us in this spot to begin with a decade ago? That was so long ago. We've been. Cycling through them since. Yeah, and how many how many how many cups <laughs> have they won since Heather Lascano oh, left? Damn huh? thing. She was there in 04. Damn yeah, right exactly. She was. What's the over-under on Daryl Sutter being back next year? Now people are it's just It's lower texting. than Michael Backlund, yeah, I'll tell you that. Just texting in. I um, do I am curious about Daryl, because he's gonna do everything on his own terms. He's got one year left. I'd expect him to be back, but he also talks about grooming this group, teaching what they learn. They've got Kirk Muller as an associate. 
Well, what if Mueller gets a gig? His name did pop up last week in the rumor mill. Really? That's a guy getting interviewed. Winnipeg. Don't go to Philly, Kirk. Please, Kirk. 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 It's a train wreck. Why? Are they tight? Is that what you're saying? Kirk, it's a train wreck there. Don't go to Philly. Uh. Remember when Zad Dog got all rammy? It's like Rista Line is worse and more expensive. Don't do it. Oh, so he's going to Philly then? Not going to Philly. Okay. I blame Willie Jusen. He didn't play Cotton Eye he Joe. He doesn't play the music. He's the organist. By the way, I found a better song for Coleman. Because you don't like that. Well, anything's better. I mean, I don't think it's the worst Come one. On. The fans all excited, and then they play that, and then they. Oh, the Foley one's awful. I guess I'll sit down and be quiet. Now you listen. You listen to the crowd. This, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just this is so everyone's aware. They play the, the TNT or whatever it is, the ACDC, and then they switch to the song, and it's like, oh, okay, now it's quiet. I guess I can sit down now. I just don't like personal goal songs. Oh, you're just not fun. No, um, like they, or if you're going to do it, just do a really good job. So yeah. you don't want the Coleman song. I found what I was thinking about the other day because, mm. you know, this is what I think about. It's very important stuff. I'm like, sorry, I'm busy, kids. No. Get yourself down from the fence on your own. I'm thinking of goal songs of the Flames, last name players. Right. right. Sam and Dave, Soul Man. And we can sing it. I was just going to say, like you're, you're going to play Soul Man. Yes. Yeah. How good would that be? It'd be better than yeah. working I'm in the corner. That is a banger. Let's go. Well, I'm happy if you're happy. I blame Pat because it's Pat. It is weird. I feel Steinberg's also. Do you know what time he took uh, calls to? Oh, it's bad. It was horrible. After 4 a.m., he took a picture at like 4.12 in the morning, leaving the Saddle Dome after taking calls on overtime. Four. Pat. Listen to your mother. Nothing good happens that late. What you want to talk about brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. So what we got? Uh, Flames talk coming up here. It should be a Rick Ball. It's Monday, right? Rick Ball Monday. What's Rick Ball doing? I'm going to find out next, Just I guess. Sitting. Hope he's answering his phone. It's been no. No I'll contact? Call, we'll call, no, he we'll, says he's in. He says, yep. There now. you go. Rick Ball. I got a Rick Ball coming. Y-U-P. Yep. Very nice. He's coming in. Game 7, Rangers Canes tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll have it for you. Pinder Rick Ball when we come back. How's that? We're calling your house, Rick. See you tomorrow, buddies.